Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. I'd like to welcome everyone aboard this podcast. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 35,000 feet and airspeed of 450 miles per hour. Weather is clear and sunny with a high of 75 degrees. The cabin crew will be coming around in about 20 minutes to offer you a light snack and beverage. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard Pilot Error. I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wang's Shop Movie Magazine. You may know me from such podcasts as The Deep Dive Microcast, Mysteries of the Deep, and Hollywood Hype. But this is Pilot Error, where we look at TV shows that went belly up before their time. Slot. In 1979, legendary comedian Steve Martin released a comedy album called Comedy is Not Pretty. Now that's an interesting turn of phrase, and one that I think is actually quite profound. So many brilliant comedy minds have come from great personal adversity and a desperate need for approval from others. And for many big-name comedians, especially those coming up during the mid-20th century, they had a specific kind of career arc. There's the struggle, the ascent, the peak, and the inevitable slide into irrelevance. And some of these comics do not go gently into that good night. They go kicking and screaming till the end. There was one comedian, however, that never fell into that particular trap. Yes, there was the struggle. But that struggle became fuel for the comedy. And that brand of comedy was always fun. I mean, that's the story of my life. No respect. I don't got no respect at all. Not easy. No respect at all. You're kidding. Well, I got hit by a car. I told the guy, you blind? He said, I hit you, didn't I? <laughs> I mean, it was the same thing when I was a kid. No respect. Uh, my old man told me Mickey Mouse died in a cancer experiment. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, I had nothing. I was poor. I never had an x-ray. The doctor held me up to the light. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was ugly, too. On Halloween, I had a trick-or-treat over the phone. I mean, I was ugly. Halloween, we never had a pumpkin. They made me stand in a window. <laughs> what a childhood I had. My mother never breastfed me. She always had a headache. <laughs> and my old man, he didn't like my looks either. He carried around a picture of the kid who came with the wallet. <laughs> Said my old man. Well, my old man, he made me sleep in the kitchen naked to get rid of the roaches. <laughs> And I was ugly. When I was a kid, I never got any girls either. Now, one girl told me, come on over, there's nobody home. I went over, there was nobody home. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, born Jacob Rodney Cohen in New York on November 22, 1921, was a stand-up comedian and actor known for his catchphrase, I don't get no respect. 
Dangerfield's early life was marked by financial struggles and a turbulent upbringing. He began his career in show business as a comedian in the late 1940s under the stage name Jack Roy. However, success eluded him during this period, and he took a hiatus from comedy to work in various odd jobs. And it wasn't until the 1960s that the newly renamed Rodney Dangerfield made his mark. His breakthrough came with appearances on popular TV shows like The Ed Sullivan Show and Johnny Carson's The Tonight Show. His witty one-liners about his perpetual lack of respect resonated with audiences and quickly made him a household name. In 1969, Dangerfield opened his own comedy club called Dangerfields in New York City. The club became a haven for both established and up-and-coming comedians, and its success further solidified Dangerfield's influence in the comedy world. But it wasn't until the 1980s when Rodney Dangerfield's career peaked with standout performances in comedy films like Back to School and easy money. But it was his role as the wealthy but totally classless Al Zervik in the 1980 classic comedy Caddyshack that became particularly iconic. Hey, orange balls, I'll have a box of those, give me a box of those naked lady tees and give me two of those, give me six of those. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. Oh. Captain Hook. Uh, how about the granny over here? Huh? Ah, forget about it. I'm just kidding, all right? <laughs> oh, this your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? <laughs> okay. Hey, doll, how are you, huh? You live alone? Hey, Rabbi, nice seeing you. Okay, you're all right. Folks, how are you, huh? And this your grandson, huh? Oh, wonderful boy. Nice boy, you're right. He's a good boy, okay? And now I know why tigers eat their young, you know? The dance of the living dead. <laughs> hey, I need a drink. Nice meet you. Yeah, okay, 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 take it easy. Hey, see you in a bit, Albert. Hey, Sabu, can you make a bull shark? Can you make a shoe smell? Very funny. All right, why don't you get yourself a real haircut? Here, take this, all right? Thanks. Ooh, people here. Look at that one. Well, the last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. Who is that disgusting man over there? I tell you, I never saw dead people smoke before. Guest of the Scots. Despite his success, Dangerfield remained true to his self-deprecating roots. He continued to perform stand-up comedy and became a regular guest on various talk shows. In the early 1990s, he won a Grammy Award for his comedy album, Twist and Shout, and delved into the world of feature animation with the movie Rover Dangerfield. No respect. No respect at all. He's the last word in animal magnetism. I'm smart. Well, when I was paper trained, I learned to read. He's the hottest thing that ever hit Las Vegas. I love my life in Las Vegas. I wouldn't change it for anything. I got it made here. He's animation's newest party animal. Why, it's a dog's life and I love it. Las Vegas is a place for me. He's Rover Dangerfield. Hey, gang, how you doing? He's a big city hound on his way out of town. Oh, pardon me. I mean, I'm new in town. 
way, way out of town. Ah! I'm on a farm. <laughs> I think I'll change my name to Jethro. What a vocabulary. He's hot on the trail of fun. Get away from those chickens. Look, we're buddies. <laughs> and adventure. Uh, who do you think you're dealing with? Little Red Riding Hood? And he's about to discover... Hey, who's she? A farm is the perfect place for love to grow. I'd give up a bone for you Cause that's how much you mean to me When I first saw your face My heart began to race To fill my soul with ecstasy Hey, Big Mouth! Who asked for a wake-up call? He's man's best friend. Fetch, boy, fetch! You want it? You go get it. He's Rover Dangerfield, the dog who gets no respect. No respect at all. After all that success, however, there was one slice of the entertainment pie that Dangerfield never had taken a bite out of. The television situation comedy. All right, now let's... Let's do a little thought experiment here. If you were going to create a sitcom around Rodney Dangerfield, what would it look like? You have this old guy who constantly bemoans his lack of respect. Okay, so maybe you have him play a character who finds himself unexpectedly in a position of authority, where no one respects him. Give him a miserable home life with a family that ignores or berates him constantly. And maybe give the poor soul a, a win once in a while to make the audience root for him. You know, you get the idea, right? Well, this is not what happened when, in 1990, NBC commissioned a pilot for a sitcom starring Rodney Dangerfield titled, Where's Rodney? by the renowned Aaron Spelling Productions, the show's writing credits surprisingly go to two individuals who have no other credits on the Internet Movie Database. Hmm. Now, despite the fact that the show was named after Dangerfield, his total screen time amounted to a mere four to five minutes in the 22-minute non-commercial segments. Now, the show's premise is, to put it mildly, bizarre. A 14-year-old boy, also named Rodney, grappling with the typical challenges of adolescence in a lower middle-class family. Yeah, and, you know, he possesses the unusual ability to summon Rodney Dangerfield for guidance. Like, 
some kind of paunchy, dead-eyed genie who dispenses one-liners and the occasional nugget of wisdom. So, I guess you're at cheerleading practice. Yeah. I better go change. Need any help? <laughs> what is the matter with me? Now, what would Ronnie say to her? I could really use his help just once. I'd like to talk to him. What's going on? Something's happening here. All of a sudden, I feel strange. I never thought like this before. I feel like I gotta get out of here. Ronnie? Hey, what am I doing back in high school? I knew I should have graduated. Ronnie Dangerfield? Is that really you? Hey, kid, who are you? My name's Ronnie Jr. What am I doing here? I don't know. I was just standing here hoping I could talk to you, and then here you are. Maybe it's a Rodney Rodney type of thing. Kid, don't major in science, huh? Well, maybe it's one of those things where you can't leave till you grant my wish. Grant your wish? Hey, my name is Rodney, not Jeannie. <laughs> Do I look like I live in a bottle? <laughs> I'll tell you, some nights I do, you know. Well, as long as you're here, there's this girl, and I want to ask her out. But I can't get the words right. Kid, I know what you're going through. Girls always gave me a hard time. There was one girl, she told me, come on over, there's nobody home. I went over, there was nobody home. <laughs> you kidding girls, I always had her rough. Well, one time I took out a belly dancer. She told me I turned her stomach. <laughs> I tell you, kid, the best thing with girls I find is to flatter them. Tell you, love her eyes, her lips, her hair, the way she parts her hair. In fact, tell you, love all her parts. <laughs> Remember, women deserve to be appreciated, you know? <laughs> so, kid, I gotta go, all right? Good luck, okay? Good luck to you, all right? because who doesn't enjoy watching a mullet-wearing adolescent interact with a creepy older dude who just appears when summoned? Especially when that creepy old man's entire outlook on life is that it pretty much sucks. No teenager needs to be reminded of that sad fact of life. Besides, this kid has a decent family life. He's got friends, literally no reason to be summoning Rodney Dangerfield for life advice. I honestly don't see how this concept could have worked over the long haul. And neither did NBC. They dumped the pilot on their summer schedule where it aired once and only once. Oh, but you lucky listeners can witness this forgotten treasure for yourselves. Thanks to the magic of YouTube. Everyone's favorite repository of cat videos, tech bloggers, and obscure ephemera. Just crank up the browser of choice and do some searching. Now take it from a longtime fan. Rodney Dangerfield is never not funny. But, as I said earlier, he's only in the sitcom for a few minutes total, leaving the audience asking the same question as the show's title. Where's Rodney? Ladies and 
gentlemen, this podcast has just been cleared to land. As we start our descent, please make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position. Make sure your seat belt is securely fastened and all carry-on luggage is stowed underneath the seat in front of you or in the overhead bins. We hope you had a safe and enjoyable listening experience. If you have any comments, go to the deep dive podcast at gmail.com and drop us a line. Any clips used in the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on any existing copyrights. And thanks for flying an Automaton Studios production. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Yeah.